Hello and welcome to Holding Space. My name is Aria and I'm joined by my friend Megan and we cannot thank you enough for tuning in today. We're here to share our vulnerable conversations about topics that connect us as human beings. Our goal is to cultivate a community that shows up authentically by having conversations about human nature, self-awareness, wellness, and more. By holding space for one another, we hope you feel empowered to do the same in your life and create these safe spaces where you can reflect on the good, the bad, and the ugly in order to help nurture and deepen your connections with others. Let's get into it. Hey guys, it's Aria. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening to our podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining in to our little community. I'm starting to notice that there are listeners, like, I don't know who you are. I don't have access to that information. That's why I encourage you to partake in conversations and, like, join our community because I want to know who you are. I want to connect with you. And I feel like this podcast and from the feedback that I've been receiving especially on the solo episodes, you guys feel connected to me. And that warms my heart so deeply and brings me the type of joy that brings you to tears on a regular basis, honestly. And so when I encourage you to talk to me or follow... um, us on Instagram and partake in conversations. It's just so that I can connect with you as well. If you're open to that, obviously no pressure. I'm finding that these episodes that I come on here to do alone are turning into a weekly affirmation or inspiration for those of you who have reached out to talk to me about them. You find them grounding, some of you find them calming and are able to release maybe stress and anxiety or have an external connection to your innermost thoughts. And I'm so excited that that's what this is turning into. I come in with the intention to do exactly those things, to connect, to uplift, to build, to reduce emotional stress, pain, suffering, and improve mental health. Those are my intentions when I sit down to talk and share on this podcast. And 
it's so nice to hear that that is getting accomplished. But I think it's important for you to know that I come on here without a script. I don't have the topic in my head prior to sitting down. Everything I'm saying is straight from my heart. And from like the deepest corners of my mind. And it means so much to me that the corners of my mind resemble the corners of yours. And that although we are unique and we're all individuals to a degree, especially with our experiences and our lives, what we want and what we don't want, there are things like this that connect us. I've been thinking a lot about authenticity lately and what I want to represent when I'm putting myself out there either on my fashion page or on this podcast or even in just day-to-day life, what I want to embody. And I think that social media has become this machine where everyone feels pressured to manufacture a life that isn't real and isn't true to the person's actual experience. It's doctored, it's edited, it's... Yeah, that's the reason I use the word manufactured. It's not natural. And because it's unnatural, it evokes lack in the people consuming it because I think we all have the tendency to take what we're seeing at face value to an extent, at least, and think, wow, someone's life actually looks like this. Whereas... We, some of us are aware, I think most of us are not, that these moments are like curated, they're edited, they're scripted, they're they're so far from the natural state of life that it makes others feel like they don't have the beautiful one. And I want to take a different approach. I want to show you my very normal life in Western Canada. And I want to share with you moments that have nothing to do with how much money I make, what my occupation is, whether or not I am (laughs) average or extraordinary, whatever that may mean to you. I want to show you the most simple moments of my day-to-day life and how beautiful they are without all of that unnecessary editing. As some of you already know, I love 
our planet, for example, and I love animals. And the reason that, like, you see me sharing the sky with you in a moment, or horses and cows, or fields and flowers, is because we all have access to things like this. You just have to go outside. Especially the sky. I think my infatuation with the sky and how it changes is that we all live under the same sky. All of us. And yes, it looks different at different times for all of us. And the perspective is different, but we all, at the end of the day, live under the same sky. And so if I can find beauty in that and peace and stillness in that, I feel like more of us can too. And we all have access to it, no matter how much or how little you have. I want to embody the state of mind more and more where I view my life as abundant. No matter what my possessions may look like. No matter how much money is in my bank account. No matter how much my outfit or car or house costs. Because I believe that we all have abundance in our life, but sometimes we get too caught up in the game to see it. I think that there's so much beauty in being authentic to who you are and what your life looks like. That is what I want to connect to. And there's so much value there that I feel like it's overlooked. The things that make you you are so powerful and so valuable, but so are the things that make up your life, like your individual life. I want to see what your experiences are. I want to see on social media when I follow somebody. I want, I'm inspired by the most mundane things. Because I argue that the things that are typically labeled as mundane are actually the most beautiful. I love moments. Moments of untangible qualities and energy. That you could spend days writing about and trying to describe to your friends. But you just can't recapture that moment. I was having a conversation last night about how our reality is what we see. So if you're in a bad mood today or everything seems to be wrong, a huge part of that is because you're already in that mindset. So you're looking, we look for things to affirm what we're thinking. When we look at things outside of ourselves, we look for things that confirm the reality that we believe to be true. So if I'm in a funk today and I've decided that today is a bad day, all of the things that I'm going to notice or look for outside of me are going to be things to reaffirm that notion that I've decided in my head. So if you decide that your life is beautiful or your life is abundant or valuable, 
and is full of all of the things that you want, whatever those things may be, you'll see it. Your perspective, your reality shifts to affirm that. I don't really want to come on here and talk to you about manifestation because manifestation to me is trendy right now. There's so many different interpretations of it and I think that it's one of those things that is different for every single person. But I do want to come on here and talk about digestible ways for you to improve your life that are very simple and universal. And one of those things that I've been thinking about a lot lately and I've been seeing a lot lately is either people settling because they're in a rush. So that could look like them taking jobs that don't necessarily suit them because they need to. And I understand and respect that to a degree. It can look like people seeking out relationships, companionships, because they feel like they're at a certain age and there's a certain timeline that we're all supposed to follow, apparently. And so they're just latching on to whatever comes up and trying to make that out of it. Or there are people who are pressuring others to settle. When you see someone who refuses to live through that timeline that everyone else is apparently on, um, or taking time to make decisions that impact how they spend their time or how they spend their lives, instead of just jumping at anything that comes towards them, there's this pressure, and it's from this fear that like there's only so many opportunities and there's only so many people in this world which is so ridiculous and untrue but I've been hearing that a lot in stories that are being told to me from my friends like I personally don't have a timeline when it comes to A lot of things. Um, like, I don't have this whole I need to be married by 30 idea. I don't have this notion in my head that I have to have X amount of kids before this age, or I have to have my career looking this type of way and I have to have this many cars or this type of a house by this time because, maybe because they, those are my priorities. But also, like, I would argue that those things are being prioritized by other people because you think your life needs to look like somebody else's. And that ties it back to what I was talking about earlier, where why can't we just find the beauty in our lives the way that they are? 
and keep trying to better ourselves and therefore better our quality of life. As opposed to seeking relativity and external validation and following the herd in order to feel like, okay, yeah, my life is good enough. Your life is good enough because you have one. Honestly, your life is good enough because you have one, you've been given it. And if there are things that you don't like about your life or because you're unhappy in your life or with what you have, and it solely has to do with how you feel on the inside and not how you feel because you have less or different from someone else, do something about it. Absolutely do something about it. Think about a life that you want based off of what you want. Stay authentic to who you are and what you value and what makes you feel good. Living an authentic life means not settling for less than what your insides long for. Stop ignoring your intuition. Stop ignoring the things that you naturally gravitate towards. Just stop ignoring yourself. Living an authentic life means holding space for who you are, how you feel, what it is that you want, no matter what anyone else says to you. The experiences that you want to have, the relationships that you want to have, the things that you want to learn, the things that you want to do. That's how you live an authentic life. Authenticity means not betraying yourself. Yeah, authenticity to me anyway means not betraying myself to make other people more comfortable. It means showing up as I am, with the same morals, beliefs, thoughts, opinions, regardless of who is in the room, how big the room is, or where it is, or the time of day. I don't know. It doesn't change. How much I give to people changes, and it should. But who I am is universal. No matter how uncomfortable it makes others or myself, that's what, that's what authenticity is. And I think that the people who feel happiness and feel positive, uplifted, inspired, and driven, more often than not, that feeling is where they stay for majority of the time. It has a lot to do with them remaining authentic to who they are and what they want and their unique life and their unique goals. It really hurts my heart to see people, even if like I don't talk to them anymore or we're not as close as we used to be, if I see something where I know them enough to know that they're settling because they're in a hurry or because they're afraid. 
They had bigger dreams than that, or they're rushing into things that they're unsure about. It hurts my heart. I'm sure we've all felt pressure to a degree, at least, from others, whether it be our families, our friends, um, what our peers are doing, what our coworkers are doing, what our community is doing, to level up and do the same. Or you don't want to be left behind. I really hate that notion. You don't want to be left behind. I don't want to be lost in the herd. I think that that's how I feel about that. Whenever I hear it, like, I don't, I don't, I don't hear, no one says to me that you're going to get left behind because I've been following my own path for as long as I can remember. No matter how problematic it has been, and trust me, it has been problematic over the years because I just, I've been called difficult and stubborn because I refuse to compromise for anything less than what I want. And that only applies to things that I have control over. It does not, and don't confuse this for me glorifying this idea where you can be difficult or rigid, inflexible when it comes to compromising in your relationships to an extent. As long as you're not compromising yourself and betraying yourself, you have to compromise the fact that you're different. Everybody's different and you can't make somebody yourself. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that I have always refused to settle or compromise on my dreams and my goals, no matter how ridiculous someone thinks that they are or how unpredictable or insecure they may be. A good example of what I'm talking about is when our parents who love us so much want us to have a stable and secure income. They want us to chase stability or prioritize stability over everything else. And I think that I have struggled over the years to put this into words, but now that there's been a global pandemic, it doesn't matter how stable your <laughs> job is or how stable your income is. We've all been affected in so many different ways. I don't think anyone is okay, but I think that the people who have managed to have more grace during this time are the people who have prioritized their mental health and their energy all along. When someone comes to you and tells you that what you want is unattainable. It is not your job to disprove that narrow-minded perspective. 
It is not your job to convince them that their fears are ridiculous. Nor is it your job to take on that fear. And that can that I think that's the hardest part when someone who cares about you, whether it be like your mom or dad, your brother, your sister, your friends, telling you that like you're never gonna get that or you're gonna end up alone. Firstly, I hope that people aren't still saying things like that because like I have mentioned in previous episodes, that is not love, that is fear. And that's not okay. Or helpful or productive. But when someone comes to you with that energy... I want you to remember that there's a reason why you want what you want or you're waiting for what you want and that patience will pay off. Because even if you take on that perspective, okay, well, I don't want to end up alone. Okay, well, I might not get another opportunity, so I should take this job. A part of you will always wonder, what would have happened if I didn't rush into this? What would have happened if I waited for what I truly wanted or what I truly deserved? And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in what ifs. That to me is a discomfort that I'm unwilling to take on. You deserve what you want. Actually, you deserve what you want as long as you're capable of the same. That's what I want to say. Whatever it is that you are expecting from others, you better be capable of the same. You better be embodying the same. You can't demand more from someone else than you offer. That's silly. And that's entitlement. Honestly, that's exactly what entitlement is, and I'm not here to support that. But I am here to support someone who shows up and embodies everything it is that they desire in the world. And does the work to continue to do that, and that's what ends up attracting the same. Like attracts like. It's been amazing because the more authentic I show up, or the more raw, vulnerable, or naked, as I like to say, I am, the more honesty I get from the people who are around me or the people who approach me. So whatever it is that you feel like you genuinely want, it speaks to who you genuinely, authentically are. If you embody that person that you know you are, you will attract what it is that you're looking for. And I really, really, really want to emphasize 
this notion that you have to betray any part of yourself in order to have what you want or what you deserve. I think that there's this narrative going around that women betray themselves more. And maybe they do, but I think that men and women both do. I think that it looks different because we are different and we have different experiences. But I think that women tend to betray themselves in order to have a relationship. Or to have a job. We have to be cold to an extent in the workplace because we're already labeled as hysterical and overly emotional. No matter how composed we are, there's that pressure. To, I'm pressured to betray my heart every time I step into a corporate work environment. Because any glimpse of my heart or how I actually feel about a situation, I'm labeled as a hysterical woman. I'm emotionally unstable. I do not have the capacity or ability to perform my job. Same thing with relationships, like women are expected to betray every ounce of who they are and of being an individual person and having an identity and like serve others, serve their partner. And if you don't fall into that pressure, you're a bad woman or you're a bad partner, or you're a bad girlfriend, wife, whatever you identify as, you're bad. But when you do that, you're miserable and you're not yourself anymore. And with men, and I would actually love to hear more insight from men. I'm not a man, so this is all objective. But I see men having to betray their hearts too. Well, I'm a man, so I can't feel these things. I'm a man, I can't be interested in art or fashion or anything that even has an ounce of femininity. Men are not allowed to be soft or warm or gentle. That's not the expectation anyway. You're not a good man. You're not a strong man if you show up that way. There's that glorification of masculinity and a bias towards it, which I could talk about for hours and hours. But coming back to the point of being authentic and not betraying yourself, Surround yourself with people who make room for you as you are. They don't need you to look like them or look like somebody else. They don't need you to make sure that their comfort level remains intact. They don't shy away from discomfort because they actually recognize that as a learning opportunity. Spend more time with the people who affirm the things that you desire and the things that you deserve. And don't make you feel like what you want 
is unattainable, unachievable, and out of reach. I don't think anyone has standards that are too high. Honestly. Like, who am I to say for anybody else whether or not the standards that they have set out on their life are practical or worthy for their own experience? I don't know what they want out of life. I don't know what they value or what makes them feel good. So who am I to say that their standards are too high? Too high for what? Too high compared to what? Me? I have a standard. I have a set of qualities and boundaries that apply to people in my life or things that I pursue. And I have enough respect for myself to stay true to that. And that has often meant that people don't last in my life. But it has also meant that I have received opportunities that I wouldn't have otherwise. The connections that I do have and the people that do last in my life are so overwhelmingly like pure. I have these things not because of luck. I have these things because I refuse to take up room or fill space or my time with anything that doesn't line up with what I want. If I take that job that isn't for me, I have to spend so many hours of my days, weeks, months, and years doing things that don't line up with what I want my life to actually look like. Like, it's very simple. I think that we all have this very complicated life. And I think when you step back into who you are and you return back to who you are, I read something earlier today about the journey of being yourself or becoming yourself is actually just returning home. Like, we're born as ourselves. We are born aligned with who we are, what we like and don't like, before we're shaped and conditioned into what is more desirable by the people around us. Until we're told that what we want is unattainable or doesn't have value. Until we're told that the things that we embody aren't that important and that we should be louder or stronger or more rigid until we're trained to jump through these hoops that don't actually lead us to what we want for ourselves this week that's the energy I want to bring to you and that's the perspective I would like to put out there and maybe you can think about is that Are you settling because you think you should and the people around you are more comfortable with that? Or are you taking steps to have the life that you truly want? 
You might already have a life that you want and enjoy. And are you taking the time to look at it? Are you taking the time to find beauty in the life you already have? And are you jumping through hoops to get to a destination that's determined by you or determined by our society, your friends, your family, other people? The next time you're around someone, I want you to pay attention to whether or not you say what you actually think. Are you able to do that in the spaces that you take up? With the people you spend time with, are you able to say what you actually think and talk about how you actually feel? If you're not, I encourage you to find spaces where you can. This past week, I've cried probably every morning. Ah, I don't know. Probably multiple times a day I'll tear up. Because I am so overwhelmed with how... Me working to have people around me that actually suit me. Navigating loss of friendships, of family, of relationships, of jobs. In order to make room for things that I want. That I truly want and truly mean something to me. And now actually having those things. The energy that I have is overwhelming. The love that I receive is overwhelming. The happiness that I experience is overwhelming. It comes pouring out of my eyes. And I probably sound mad and unreasonable to some of you. But I just, I'm not saying that I want you to cry. But I am saying that I want you to feel that level of joy. And if you haven't, and if you don't, it's not too late to make shifts in your life towards that. It won't be easy, and it hurts, and it's hard, and it's a lot of work. But man, it pays off. And... I doubt that what you're doing right now is less work if you're not being true to who you are. I think it takes a lot more energy and a lot more work to put on a mask, to be someone you're not. The work to unlearn those things is a lot, but the work to be who you are is not work at all. Anyway, those are my thoughts this morning. I love you, no matter who you are. I love you dearly. Please don't settle for less than you want or deserve. Please don't do that. Be strong. Have faith in yourself. 
and in other people. There are better people out there. And you'll find them if you embody that. Bye, guys. We are so grateful for you taking the time out of your day to listen to this week's episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast to have our episodes automatically added to your library every Monday. You can stay in the know with what is coming up and continue the conversation on our social media. That's Instagram or Twitter at It's Holding Space. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.